Episode 5, The Second Resistance, because sometimes the sequel is better than the original. After Rome, Luther was moved from the monastery in Erfurt, where he'd been, to one in a, a small town called Wittenberg. A much smaller town had a population of perhaps 2,000, 2,500 people. Wittenberg was in the territory of Saxony, uh, where the ruler was the elector of Saxony. Now, at the time, this was a guy called Frederick III. He's going to become a pretty important part in our story, as he really enabled the survival of Luther's resistance. But without getting ahead of myself, perhaps the most important thing that Frederick III did in enabling Luther was to build a university in the town of Wittenberg, to which he then invited different Augustinian and Franciscan monks to come and build and nurture a center of academia and intelligentsia in the town that would rival any other in Germany. Luther was one of these monks. Frederick III was a Renaissance man. He was a man who valued knowledge. In history, he would become known as Frederick the Wise. He also came to rely upon his community of academics that he built and consulted with them in how he would go about wielding his temporal rule. So Luther started his new career in Wittenberg, where he would meet a character who would also become a major and important influence on him in the coming years. This man was called Johann von Stolpitz, and he led the Augustinian order that Luther had just joined. Luther later said of Stolpitz, quote, If it had not been for Dr. Stolpitz, I should have sunk in hell, end quote. This is the point of where Luther really fought most with himself. He would often break out into tremors, he would retreat into solitude, and he just seemed to constantly be struggling with his feelings of disconnection to and a contempt for God. Luther's transformation here would enable his great resistance. His struggle with himself would be so great that once he had resolved it, he would be fortified against all the theologians that the church was going to throw at him. Here it is in a nutshell. Luther felt that he could not ever recall all of his sins. So, no matter how much he confessed, which he did a lot, it would never be enough. He thought about God's act of dying on the cross as Jesus Christ, and he resolved that in doing this, God the Almighty had identified himself with the sins of humans. Reason and philosophy could not grasp how monumental this was. Luther reasoned that only faith could. God, who is perfect, had suffered as much as any human being ever could by dying on the cross as Jesus. But he had also redeemed Christ because he had raised him from the dead. So Luther figured that no matter the suffering or sin of a person, God could still be merciful and loving. Here the question for Luther was a phrase, the justice of God. Luther reinterpreted the phrase in his readings of the Bible, and he reinterpreted it as being the, quote, justification for God, rather than the justice of God. Luther arrived at the conclusion that God had shown his promise to humans, that no matter the sin, it was within him to save them. 
what actions that humans took did not matter. No rituals, no rites, no vows. All that mattered was the person's faith in God's love and God's mercy. I'm going to leave Luther's theology largely there, because without being a learned medieval monk who has spent all of my days studying the scriptures and theological texts, the importance of these concepts is pretty much lost to me. But this was Luther's world. This was his bread and butter. What matters for us is that he had resolved the conflict within himself. He had resisted his depression and internal struggle by realizing this justification of God concept. He had found a way to defeat it. Over time, his maturing theology would soon be encapsulated by the one phrase that has become famous. And that phrase was sola fides, faith alone. All the rituals, all the rites, the relics, the saints and other idols, none of that made any difference to whether God would save you. All that mattered was your faith that he was a loving enough God to do so. All of this had set Luther on the path as a reformer. He realized just how much of the Catholic practice was a complete waste of time, and indeed wrong. One of these things was the selling of indulgences. We haven't spoken about it yet, but the next episode, we are going to do just that.